Welcome back to the Trav and Rigney Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. It's been a bit. Uh, we had some scheduling uh, conflicts, I guess, right? Um, there's dad stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some dad stuff. I may have, may or may not have fallen asleep during a uh, a movie uh, in which I was supposed to stay awake for, and um, and then your internet, I think, was out one week. So yeah, yeah it's been interesting. Been yeah, interesting couple last of week, weeks. Last week, uh, the scheduling issue worked into my benefit though, because I was just a miserable wreck all week. I was like super sick for some reason, just. Oh man, I was miserable all week. All right. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't talk to you. <clears throat> all right. So I think we're Sorry. just going to uh I think we're going to what do you call it? Preview week eleven, right? And then we'll get into some uh halfway point kind of uh playoff predictions. Yeah, it it's uh it's fortunate we're not gonna we're not gonna go over last two weeks of stuff of games because I don't have to discuss the Eagles loss on Monday Night Football. So you just kind of did, right? <laughs> um, what'd you say? I, I said it. you just kind of did, right? A little bit. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't have yeah, to go into true. it, and uh, yeah, and I don't. I had, I had more. Yeah, and I don't have to talk about the Jets beating the Bills, which would be, you know, oh, sad. So yeah, that was such a good day for you. Uh, I, I mean, I spent more time, more time getting into it with like super biased Cowboys Twitter last night than I did actually grieving over the Eagles' first loss of the season. That's always fun. All right, let's kick off because they just they just say the most off the wall stuff. So no, you're good. You're good. Right. You're good. What, what were they saying specifically? Like <clears throat> that dude, Scooter or something or other. He's he's pretty pretty famous these days. Uh, pretty famous Cowboys fan. He's like, I told you guys the Eagles were fraudulent, and I'm just I can't help but think to myself like a team that lost its first like that suffered its first loss ten weeks into a season couldn't possibly be like chilling. But um, then there's just like the amount of Cowboys fans who were super happy that an NFC East opponent beat another NFC East opponent was wild to me. I was just like, aren't there like, aren't the commanders more your rival than anybody? Shouldn't you be not happy? But if anything, the rest of the NFC East should know that as far as Cowboys fans are concerned, there's only one team in that division they ever care about, and it's the Eagles because they don't have anything to say until Philly loses. They were super quiet for nine weeks. And then 10 weeks into the season, on the 10th week in the season, they lost. And Cowboys fans had so much to say. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they were kind of waiting for that, right? Uh, even though the Cowboys lost themselves, they lost to the Packers at home, right? So yeah. well, that's the other thing. Like, you or no, they're this. in Green Bay. They're in Green Bay, but still, it doesn't really? matter. Yeah. Um, on a positive note, though, man, you have taken a pretty healthy lead in the standings. Ooh, that's the first time I've heard me and healthy put in the same sentence. <laughs> uh, two weeks ago, um, two weeks ago, you actually three weeks ago it started. You went ten and four, and then the first week, and the next week you went twelve and three, and then the first week we didn't record. We both went ten and three, 
And then last week we didn't record. You went eight and six, and I went six and eight. So currently, buddy, the standings are as follows. Rigney is 87-62-1. and one. Trav is 82-67-1. All right, so I'm only up by five. That's not that's a one-week swing, potentially, right? That's a healthy, healthy lead. Um <clears throat> the and also we don't forget we have our locks. We haven't done locks in a few weeks. True. We have not. Um, all right, let's get it started with the Thursday night game. We have the Titans at the Packers. Who do you got? Uh, I have Green Bay covering here with minus three. Uh, I think they're coming off a a real morale booster. They got a win over the Cowboys, which is nice to see. Um, so I think I think they they pull pull a few in a row here. Give me the first. All right. I mean, I think that's fair. I do think, however, the Packers' uh, weakness in defense is their is their rush defense, right? So, uh, having to face Derrick Henry is going to be a rough go for them. I think. Um, I do think this one's going to be close. I think the Titans pull it out, though. I think they win the game. Okay. Next up, we got Bears at Falcons. Bears are uh, three-point road dogs. The yeah. Bears are three road dogs. Oops, sorry. There you go. Uh, I'm cutting in and out on you. So if I, if I interrupt you randomly, it's because I didn't hear you saying anything. And I talk. Yeah, no, you're good, buddy. Um, <clears throat> I'm taking the, the Bears to, to win here. And so obviously cover the three-point spread. I am also. We are two peas in the same boat, as they say. <laughs> that's, that's the saying. That's how I know it. Yeah, I don't know how you could ever get it wrong. Yeah, two peas in a in a boat. Uh, um, the the Cleveland Browns at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are nine and a half point home favorites. I feel like a lot of people are going to be expecting a Bills bounce back here and absolutely destroy the Browns. I don't see it happening again. The Bills, if they have any weakness on it on their defense, it's the rushing, and the Browns kind of excel in that. Uh, this one's going to be a snowy mess from what I hear. Um, and that only adds to the Browns. I don't think the Browns win this game. I think they I think they uh, cover their nine and a half point spread, though. I, I'm going to go with the Bills in, in a close one, probably. Um, I tend to agree. The Bills will win this game. I, don't, I wasn't sure about the weather, but um, nine and a half is a lot of points. So, but 70%. Of the people picking in Yahoo have the Bills covering nine and a half for what that. it's worth. That's a big number. Yeah, I do, but I do expect the Bills bounce back. Maybe not nine and a half points, but um, the Eagles at the Colts. The Eagles are eight point road favorites. Yeah, um, I actually am expecting an Eagles bounce back here. Um, the the game they lost against the Commanders, I know you said you don't want to go into it, but uh, they should not have lost that game. Um, as badly as they played, they were also not helped out by the refs by any uh, stretch of the imagination. So uh, even with all those things considered, they were still in this game at the very end. So it just goes to show like how good of a team the Eagles are. I think the Colts are a very bad team, and they're coached by uh, a, a guy who's not a coach whatsoever. He was a center for a little while, and 
I don't know why Jeff Saturday has this job, but that can be a conversation for another day. Uh, I think the Eagles win and they win big here. I'm taking them to cover. Um, I, I'm with you. I, I felt like if anybody was going to get a shot at this, it should have been Reggie Wade. He's already on the staff. It makes sense. Um, I think I'm talking about the Colts head coaching position. Uh, of course. Uh, I know that Jeff Saturday was a consultant. He is a consultant for the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, that's as much as I know about his involvement with that organization. So it's a, it was a weird hire. Uh, they did beat the the. Well, they just beat the Raiders. the Raiders, which doesn't really say a lot. No, it doesn't. Um, I'm expecting a Philly bounce back. Maybe not eight points. Not sure what to expect. Um, I do. I don't know what to expect points wise. I do expect them to come out and play. Uh, very clean football because even if you exclude uh, uh, referee involvement in this last game, anything the Eagles could have done poorly as far as taking care of the football is concerned, they did. So uh, I don't maybe I'm not going to expect an eight point victory, but I am going to expect a much cleaner football game. And and for that, I'll be I'll be grateful. Yeah, the reason uh, the reason why I have the the Eagles covering is because. Uh, I look at the Colts. I look at their offense. I can't imagine their offense putting up much more than like 17 points in this game against a good Eagles defense. Uh, I'd be surprised if they put up more than that. And I, I think if the Eagles only if the Eagles have a very clean good and uh, a very clean game and a good bounce back game, I don't see how they put up any less than 27. Right. So I mean, I, I feel like they're going to win by 10 at minimum. Yeah, they could for sure. Um. The the New York Jets at the New England Patriots. The Jets are three point road dogs. Road dogs. Re- Revenge, baby. Lock it. New York Jets. Oh, locking them. I'm doing it. Oh, locking God, the that. Jets against the Patriots. Uh, revenge game. Uh, very similar to this to this Eagles Commanders game. Actually, uh, n- no referee nonsense. But uh, Zach Wilson played by far his sloppiest game uh, against the Patriots two weeks ago. And well, three weeks ago, considering the bye, uh, he played by far a sloppiest game. He threw three interceptions. Um, if he just plays, you know, half as sloppy, the Jets win that game. Uh, we only lost by five, so half as sloppy. Yeah, he just needs to play like half as sloppy as he did the first game, and I think we got it because, uh, you know, they weren't really imposing their will on us, uh, on on our defense by any means. So. Yeah, I I certainly think the Jets. <laughs> I certainly think the Jets have a better team than the Patriots. But is it you know they they just can't beat themselves really. It's a story of my life. If I just do a lot of things half as sloppy, I'll be in great shape. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> I struggled with this one because I feel like the Jets are going to be out for blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm picking the Patriots. Hate you forever. For no, one reason, not getting. Um, they're coming off the buy so belichick with, with two solid weeks to prepare for the jets and i, I think i'm gonna take them i here. think he's gonna overthink a lot of stuff you know he's it's like it's like you get all that time it's kind of like practicing for beer olympics right you get three months to practice for it you practice so much you get all your good practice out of the way and you show up and you're stale and it's like you know what i mean like bill belichick knows how to practice for the beer olympics and i think he's gonna fail <laughs> Does that make sense? Is that a good? I, yeah, as a perfect right. analogy, Bill Belichick knows how to prepare for the beer Olympics. Um, what a pass! Can I tell? Can I say this though? I don't know if this is redeeming or not. I am. 
I am absolutely rooting for the Jets. That's good. Yeah, me too. And not because, like, I hate the Patriots, but for for the Jets' faithful's sanity, they need they need a W, right? If you said not 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 a W like because they're playing poorly this year, a W against the Patriots. Yeah, um, I mean, we haven't had one in like six uh, years. And I, and I know that my my Patriots fans will be texting me. Um, I'm probably like Mary first thing in the morning. But this has very little to do with like wanting the Patriots to lose and more to do with the Jets just needing one against the Patriots. Can they just can they just get one? I'd like them to get one, to be fair. The LA Rams are three point road dogs against the New Orleans Saints. I assume this is because Stafford is potentially not playing again. Uh potentially. Um, it also has to do probably with Cooper Cup being out. He's going to be on the IR for the next four weeks or so, uh, which probably means he's he's going to be bye-bye for the rest of the season, I think, because the, the Rams aren't going to have a good record, I don't think, in four weeks. So I think they probably just shut him down. Um, that being said, I think I'm going to go Saints here. I think I'm going to go Saints to win and to cover. I don't like the Rams at all. I think they're kind of trash. Uh, I also think they're kind of trash. Um, I don't. It's not even kind of. The Rams are just trash. They're not very good. Mm, yeah, uh, agreed. I'm also taking the Saints here. I think. I think the Saints aren't very good either. But you made a very solid point, Cooper Cup. I forgot that he went on IR today. Um, I don't know what their deal is. I don't know what Matt Stafford's doing. Uh, if Cup doesn't play. Anyway, so um, I'm going to go the Saints. Alrighty. I almost <clears throat> I drew that out a little bit because I almost considered locking the Saints. That's how bad I think the Rams are. <laughs> I mean, they could barely get anything going on offense with Cooper Cup. Without Cooper Cup, they're going to be lost for a few weeks. Yeah, for sure. The uh, the Detroit Lions are three point road dogs against the New York Football Giants. A lot of these spreads are three points. Like most of them so far have been three points. I actually don't understand this one. I'm going to take the Giants in an easy cover. Um, the Lions have one of the worst defenses in the league. Daniel Jones should have a pretty solid day. And uh, I almost said Tiki Barber, which is <laughs> wild. Uh, Saquon Barkley should have a monster game against the Lions. Tiki Barber. Uh, I, I met him once. Nice. I... Um... I also believe this is an easy cover here for the Giants. I'm not really sure why this is a three-point spread. Vegas knows something we don't know. I expected um, more of like a six-and-a-half, honestly. The Giants are playing really well this year. Uh, Dable's got them them boys doing a lot of great things. So, I, yeah, I'm going to take the Giants. Though, I don't – maybe, maybe – no, no. I'm just going to say the Giants. There you go. Yeah. The Carolina Panthers are 12-point road dogs at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this one's an easy uh, Ravens for me. Um, I do think the Panthers probably cover the 12 points. 12 points is kind of a lot, and uh, Baker Mayfield is getting the start in this game. So I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse about it, but <laughs> I don't know. 12 points is quite a bit. 
So I'm just going to go ahead and take the points there. But I do think the Ravens win this game. Uh, yeah, for me, it doesn't matter who plays quarterback for the Panthers. I am locking the Ravens this week. Yeah, um, makes sense. They could stroll all three of their quarterbacks out against the Ravens, and I'm still very confident the Ravens are going to win this game. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that three quarterbacks would be better. Don't know about by twelve points. Um, mm-hmm. uh, twelve points is a lot. Uh, I am going to take the Ravens to win. I'm undecided about the spread, though. Yeah, the spreads the spreads a little tough. The uh, Washington Commanders are three point road favorites at the Houston Texans. Oh man. Part of me wants to pick the Texans so bad because they've been playing teams pretty close. They they've come off back to back games of playing the Eagles and the Giants really close. Um, the Commanders are kind of rolling right now, and I kind of don't get it because Taylor Heineke looks awful. Uh, so I'm not really sure how he's four and one as a starter, but I, I'm going to go Commanders because I just think that they have a better team than the Texans do. And I think that they'll probably just cover because it's it's three points. It's not a lot, right? Yeah. I am going to take the Texans. Yeah. I was pretty close. It's pretty close to doing it. Um, I think they've gotten away from a little bit feeding Damian Pierce. He's the beast. Give him the ball. Let him, let him do his thing. And mm-hmm. Not that they haven't been giving the ball. It just seemed like when their offense leans heavily on him is when it seems like they're doing the best. When they, when they try to get mills to do fancy stuff, they, they find themselves in big trouble. So that's because mills can't really do fancy things. Yeah. He's not a fancy guy. No. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take the Texans though. I'm, I don't, I'm not confident about that at all. Not even a little bit. So <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders are two and a half point road dogs at the Denver Broncos. Spoiler alert for the rest of the season, I'm picking whoever is playing the Raiders. Uh, I'm going Broncos here. Russell Wilson uh, has looked awful. And I don't know if you've seen this guy on TikTok lately, but there's this guy on TikTok that is uh, comparing his touchdown, Russell Wilson's touchdowns thrown with how many bathrooms he has in his house um, to see if he can get to that total by the end of the year. Currently, Russell Wilson is at seven touchdowns thrown. And his total of bathrooms has remained the same at 12. I, I did see that, actually. <laughs> the guy that's posting every week until Wilson throws as many touchdowns as he has bathrooms. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually, it's it's comedy. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's a good fantastic. time. Um, Russell Wilson continues to be the cringiest person I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I don't, um, I don't understand for the life of me. Why he even bothers opening his opening his mouth anymore? Not because like he's saying bad things; they're just really weird and awkward things. I think he's honestly very, very unaware of how cringy he is. I think everybody thinks that they like he, like everybody likes him. It's it's mind blowing. But anyway, he does give off that vibe that like everybody everybody in the room likes him. Yeah, and I can't help it. Like as soon as he gets on TV, I'm just very side eye at the TV. Like. What's this weirdo gonna say right now? Because yeah, I need him to go away. I don't think the insult dork has ever been more like appropriate for a person. Like yeah, he's just the true. biggest dork on TV for sure. He is. Let's ride. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going Broncos and to cover. <laughs> I have taken the Vegas Raiders 
and I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. You I assume that Carr and uh, Adams will do something. Carr Maybe. gave a pretty emotional post-game speech for what that's worth. Mm-hmm. I saw him cry. Probably nothing. Uh, so maybe, maybe maybe cry at the podium gets him a W here against the Broncos. I don't know. <laughs> going the Raiders, and I don't I don't have any any real good reason for that. Other All than right. I hate Russell Wilson. I appreciate um, that. The Dallas Cowboys are one point road favorites against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not sure I understand why. Uh, I can't tell you why either. Uh, I would have definitely assumed that the Vikings would be favorites. I'm going to pick the Vikings here. Uh, However, I do feel like there's something about watching the Vikings. They don't seem like a complete team. They never seem like they play like a full game of good football. It's really strange. It's almost like they always come out and they have a good like first drive or first quarter or something like that. And then they just lay dormant for two quarters. And then the fourth quarter, they're like, we should probably win this game. And then they come back and they kind of win. Um, the Vikings-Bills game from last week was probably the game of the year so far. Um, and the Cowboys-Packers game was actually not far behind it. It was also um, a really good game. However, uh, yeah, I'm going Vikings here to win and obviously to cover their plus one. Um, I don't know why the Cowboys are favorite. That's not to say I don't think the Cowboys could win. I think they could definitely win. I just don't think they will. They could. Um, I'm also taking the Vikings, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do you one more here, and I'm gonna or do you one better. I'm Vikings to win big. Ooh. I'll I'll take the Vikings minus fourteen. I I gotta see the proof. I gotta see the Caesar slip uh, where you take the alternate points and you post it on Twitter for everyone to see in all, all the right. glory. All right, we'll do. Um, <laughs> I think Minnesota wins big here at home. I think this has nothing to do with the annoying Cowboys fans I dealt with on Twitter last night. Maybe. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Um, I will say, though, their offense seems a lot more stagnant when Zeke is in. Tony Pollard just seems like the better running back. And I'm not saying that because he's on my fantasy team. He just seems better than Zeke. He's also on my fantasy team. Um. Yeah, we had a very weird thing this this week where we played each other in both leagues, yeah. and we had we both had very similar players on either team on either league. Yeah, I have I have Pollard and Kelsey in the Berg league. You had Pollard and Kelsey in the uh, in the Godzilla league. By the way, the Godzilla league is BS. Okay, I have like the third most points scored, and I'm like three and seven. Yeah, yeah. But then again, the Berg league, I have like the fourth most points scored, and I'm five and five. So I just hate fantasy. I think just in general. Yeah, I I almost got you in the Berg League. I have no idea how what my team was doing, but yeah, I was really sad about it. You had like Kadarius Tony putting up seventeen points, and and uh, and Donovan Peoples Jones having a one hundred yard receiving day, and I'm just like, and then who are your running backs? Both of them had like a hundred and ten rushing yards. I'm like, what is happening? Who are these players? Jeff Wilson, dude, Rashad White. Yeah. Rashad, Come on, like, man. That's uh, this. I put Tony in the time. night before. Like I put Tony in Saturday night. Yeah. Um, Cody. I, Cody had texted had me. Both the Scantling. Yeah, Cody. Cody had texted me saying like, "Oh, sorry about Kadarius Tony," but then he's like, "Well, actually, if I didn't trade him Kadarius Tony, he would have had Christian Kirk, and Christian Kirk had two touchdowns, so that wouldn't have yeah. been better." That's true. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to pay for it this week, though, because every single one of my players went on a buy. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm struggling so so badly in the Berg League with buys. I mean, I already sold my team, so it didn't matter, but still. Yeah. So I, like Even like having to pick up a player to pick up tomorrow, it's going to be stupid. I'm going to have to start Matt Breida this week. It's absolutely dumb. <laughs> um, so like I'm just giving away the wins in the Burgley, but <clears throat> um, one and two matchup this week in the media league. Whoever whoever that is in first place, we play each other today this week. Nice, good luck, buddy. Um, my team's dead in that one, so I'm rooting. For <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate when you have that many points, you have a losing record. Yeah, well, my team also died when like Cordell pa- Cordero Patterson died, uh, Mike Williams died, uh, Hollywood Brown died. Uh, Brees Hall, he's dead. It's like yeah, my, you, it's like four invested, of my top like six picks are all dead. <laughs> you invested pretty heavily in the Chargers too, and they're they've been playing very well. Yeah, especially not without. Uh, I mean, Eckler had a run there, but as soon as Mike Williams went down, Eckler was like, "Oh yeah, I'm just a normal guy now." Just a normal guy. Yeah. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals are five point road favorites at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll take the Bengals and I'll take them to cover because the Steelers uh, don't don't got a lot to do. Although, you know what? TJ Watts back and the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line is hot garbage. So I could definitely see them disrupting something there, but I'm still going to take the Bengals to win. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals to win and cover. Uh, I think the Steelers are pretty bad. Um, Not sure. I mean, the line is pretty bad in Cincinnati, but I think. They they'll be they got some weapons that make up for it. Um, there was some movement on the Jamar Chase front this week, though I doubt he plays. So look out, keep an eye out on that. Maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. I'm I shouldn't say that. I'm almost certain he's not going to play. I hope he comes back. Um, so that T Higgins gets less receptions for Corey's team. F that dude. Yeah, I, I mean Higgins plays well when Chase is in. But um, sure. and also I have T Higgins in the media league, so cool it, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm taking the Bengals to cover. The Kansas City Chiefs are six and a half point road favorites against the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm gonna take the Chiefs here to win. I will take the Chargers to cover. Uh, I don't remember the Chargers. Um, what is that guy's name? The coach's name. It's like. Oh, um, it's a, it's a, it starts with a B, I think. Daily, no, nope, uh, that was. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Last year, wasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't remember his name, but uh, he said that Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are go- both going to be uh, back at practice this week, so um, that should be interesting for the Chargers. I don't know that either one of them plays, but I still think that the Chargers probably play a pretty uh, close game here, so. Yeah, Chiefs to win, Chargers to cover. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs to Chiefs to win, Chiefs to cover. I think Kansas City. I don't think the Chargers are very good this year. I know they've had some injuries, but um, which is really sad considering everybody had such high expectations for them going into the year. Um, but mm-hmm. I think Kansas City is a juggernaut right now. Um, I, I'm not sure Kansas City loses another game this season. So I'm taking them to cover. You don't think they lose another game? No, not for the season, man. All right, that's fair. 
The San Francisco 49ers are eight-point road favorites against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals. Yeah, Monday Night Football, man. Um, I'm going to go 49ers here to win. I do think the Cardinals cover, though. Uh, The 49ers haven't blown anybody out ever. Um, So, I don't know. Uh, They don't... It's funny. I feel like they might be the most overhyped, like, five and four team in a long time. Uh, I I did... I remember, like, episode three or episode four. Well, not episode three or four, but, like, week three or week four. um, I said that nfc championship game eagles 49ers book it and i actually still think that that's a pretty good possibility yeah however they just they haven't shown anything crazy yet so i don't know i think uh cardinals probably cover here i do have the 49ers winning though uh i am the same i have the 49ers winning i have arizona covering uh something about san francisco they just win like the bigger games i'm not really sure what they're what that deal is um, especially since Jimmy Grapes is like the most underwhelming quarterback of all time. Grapes. Uh, um, Sorry. Uh, he just got like, he got, he was like at the, I want to say it was the Warriors game the other day with, with uh, George Kittle. And he was just like getting all of the love from the cheerleaders, but then nobody was saying any, anything to George Kittle. <laughs> like out. they were sitting right next to each other. And like they were all, all the cheerleaders came in, they were just like hugging Jimmy Garoppolo. And then George Kittle was just like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> uh, uh, that's classic. So that, that is just for the week. Um, Brittany has the Jets locked against the Pats. Mm-hmm. Brittany is 3-3 three and three in lock this year. Um, I have the Ravens locked this week against the Panthers. And I am 5-1 and one in locks. So before we move to our playoff um, predictions here, our midseason playoff predictions, it's time. It's time to tell the people, buddy. Who is the team of the show? Oh, um, who was it between? It was between in a week or two. Jaguars, Seahawks, Bengals. We had 49ers, but the 49ers were crossed off. Oh man. Honestly, I think my vote goes to the Seahawks. Is that is that terrible? Um, no. Do you disagree? You? Do you want to combat me on that? Nope. It's the Seahawks. Isn't it almost like you kind of want to root for them, right? Because, like, Russell Wilson's gone, and you're just like, yeah, let's see them succeed without Wilson. Like, that's going to be fun. That's that's my sole motivation. <laughs> First of all, I really like Geno Smith. I think this is a great story. And also, the Seahawks having success without Russell Wilson, it just tickles my soul, and I love it. So. Yeah, and, and I don't hate Pete Carroll, so it's nice to see that dude uh, having some success, so... It's weird. It's weird for me because I hated the Seahawks for so long, mainly because of Wilson, and and also because of like like Richard Sherman, who's also not there anymore. But like, right. um, I'm okay. It's so it's weird that I'm I'm, I'm picking the Seahawks as a team. I'm going to be rooting for as a member of the show, but I'm okay with it because neither of those two guys are there. Does it feel weird for you because they are not only an NFC team but an NFC contender? Right now, they're winning their division. They're currently slated to make the playoffs. It certainly um, seems like a situation where they could run into the Eagles uh, in the playoffs. So is it is it is it like a conflict of interest? Whereas like last year when we had the Bengals, that wasn't really an issue until they got to the Super Bowl. Uh, no, no, not really. Because if if the Seahawks were to like if the Eagles were the number one seed and the Seahawks made it out of the wild card, 
I wouldn't be terribly nervous about the Seahawks. Okay, I think that's fair. Uh, but great segue into our 2022 midseason playoff predictions. Um, these predictions are based off the current standing. So if the season ended today, these are the teams and their seeds. The in the AFC, the Bills would be the or the Chiefs would be the number one seed. Uh, followed by the Dolphins, and then the Titans, the Ravens, the Jets, the Bills, and the Patriots. One through seven. Yeah, yeah. You want to do your AFC first? Is that how you want to do it? Yeah, we'll just do AFC. Um, okay. I have the in the first matchup, I have the Baltimore Ravens beating the Jets at home. Uh, mm-hmm. I have the Buffalo Billy, and I have the New England Patriots losing to the Miami Dolphins in Miami. <clears throat> um, all the same matchups, obviously. I have the Dolphins beating the Patriots, the Bills beating the Titans, and the Jets beating the Ravens. Nice. That's an AFC East uh, sweep there. That. Well, I mean, kind of. But the Patriots lost, but they lost to an AFC East team. It doesn't matter. Yeah, also, it's, it's kind of wild, though, right? That all four AFC East teams are in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Uh, it, so, in NFC, the Commanders are the number eight team. Yeah, they're five close. Five. They're close. They just missed. <clears throat> so, for, so, you could have the AFC East and the NFC East having all four teams in the playoffs. Yeah, would be wild. Um, so, in the divisional round, though, I have the Bills losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I have the Ravens losing to the Dolphins for a Dolphins-Chiefs AFC championship. I actually have the Bills beating the Chiefs. And then I have the Dolphins beating the Jets for a Dolphins-Bills AFC championship game. Ooh, rematch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have the Chiefs winning that game against the Dolphins in my AFC championship. I have the Bills beating the Dolphins to go to the Super Bowl. Nice. So in the NFC... The Eagles would be the number one seed, followed by the Vikings at number two, Seahawks at three, Bucks at four, Giants at five, Cowboys at six, and 49ers at seven. Um, in the first game of the wild card, I would have the Giants losing to the Bucks uh, in Tampa Bay. Then I have Dallas beating Seattle in Seattle. And I have San Francisco beating Minnesota in Minnesota. So the number two losing in the first round. Uh, we're three of three here, buddy. I also have the Niners beating the Vikings, the Cowboys beating the Seahawks, and the Bucks beating the Giants. Um, pretty good. That means we have pretty similar matchups here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have San Francisco losing to Philly in Philly. And I have Dallas losing to Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay, which gives me a Bucks <clears throat> at Eagles NFC Championship for the Super Bowl to go to. Super um, Bowl. We actually went complete uh, flip flop on this one. I have the Cowboys beating the Bucks and the 49ers beating the Eagles. I honestly, it's really tough for me to see an Eagles with a, well, not first round elimination because they would have the bye, but like they would lose their first playoff game. Um, in my head, the Niners don't make it to the seventh seed in my in my head the Niners end up winning their division uh so then I still kind of think it's going to be Niners Eagles in the NFC championship game 
<clears throat> but for all intents and purposes here, I have the Niners going to the Super Bowl. One second. Had to clear my throat. Uh, yeah, so I had Niners beating the Eagles and then the Cowboys beating the Bucks for a what seems like like the old-fashioned uh, 1980s, 1990s uh, NFC championship game here with the Cowboys and 49ers facing off. Um, I can tell you that for me, that's worst-case scenario. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. Really losing their first matchup and the Cowboys going to the NFC championship would be like a disaster end to the season. Um, yeah. I have... I have the Eagles beating the Bucks in the NFC Championship and losing to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Ooh, that would be rough, huh? Losing to Andy Reid in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have the 49ers beating the Cowboys and then the Bills beating the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And this would probably be the first Super Bowl ever that features a six and a seven seed. I'm only assuming that because seven seeds just started last year, and I can't imagine that a seven seed made it to the Super Bowl. I don't think they did. No, they didn't. So we're good. Yeah. And so the Bills would get their uh, their first Super Bowl. Yep. First Super Bowl victory. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I don't want to see it happen, but, you know, just – calling it how i seize it i think i still think the i still think the bills and the eagles are probably the best like the two best teams in the league uh something about the way the 49ers play football though just seems like a, a playoff successful type of team uh we saw that like uh deep run last year and i think we could definitely see something similar so here's my question then if the 49ers because i agree with you that they that they do seem that way if the 49ers are a team that we can both see going deep into the playoffs, how how do they justify going away from Jimmy Garoppolo and two Trey Lance if they just continue to have success with Jimmy Garoppolo? I really think it's just the potential, right? Like they wanted to move on from they wanted to move on from Garoppolo because they felt like they needed an, a more explosive, more dynamic quarterback to not get them to the Super Bowl because they got to one with Garoppolo, but they needed one to win the Super Bowl. So I felt like they thought that Trey Lance was that guy. And <clears throat> I mean, nobody's been proven wrong or right about that. I guess more, I guess, I guess they've more been proven wrong about it so far, but I mean, he only played a couple of games and then he got hurt for the year. So uh, plus they spent that whole, like they spent that high of a draft pick on him that they felt like they needed to put him in there. So you kind of have to see what you got with them. So um, I don't know. That's a really round, like long roundabout answer to just kind of say, I'm not really sure, man. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I think it's, it's, it's a tough call because <coughs> you just have zero, you have zero idea what Trey Lance is. It's such a small sample size from him. Um, and now there's even more uncertainty with the, with the catastrophic injury. It just seems like you're they went all in, right? Because you acquired Christian McCaffrey and he was a hefty price. So it just seems like you can't go away from Jimmy Grapes right now. No, you can't. Um I, I say right now, they don't have any option because Trey Lance is hurt. But right. Even as if, as we move into next season, like in the offseason and as preseason approaches and stuff, I 
for me, it's just like, I don't, unless Jimmy Grapes is traded, I, I don't know how they feel comfortable moving away from him to Trey Lance, um, knowing the success they've had with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy so, Garoppolo doesn't blow anybody away. It's just he runs that offense. If it, so, uh, question, though. How it goes. Question, though. If, uh, if the 49ers end up winning their division, right, and they end up being like the three seed or something like that, uh, say they take on the Cowboys and they lose their opening matchup, like their opening uh, wild card matchup, right? At that point, if they lose, then are you expecting them to switch back to Trey Lance at the beginning of the season, as opposed to them making a deep playoff run with Garoppolo and then keeping Garoppolo for uh, for next year? I'm expecting them to make the switch to Trey Lance, regardless. No matter what happens, yeah. Probably. You're probably right. Like no matter what no matter what the outcome is, short of winning a Super Bowl, uh, my expectation is that Trey Lance, if he's healthy, he starts week one. Probably. I don't know if I can say I necessarily agree with it, but it's you know, it's fine. It it reminds me a lot. I feel like they're sort of trying to do the whole, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is Alex Smith and Trey Lance could be Patrick Mahomes type of yeah. thing. Right? The Chiefs were pretty uh, criti- they were pretty heavily criticized. Uh, they made it to an AFC, ch- was it AFC championship? At least a divisional game with Alex Smith at the helm. And then they were like, you know what? We're going to trade Alex Smith and we're going to start Patrick Mahomes. And they were like, really? Like, this is what you're doing to a quarterback that just got you to the, you know, a deep playoff run? Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I, I feel like it's kind of similar to that. Alex Smith was having, he had a few good years there in Kansas City too. That's what was really weird is, Mm-hmm. knew he was getting older and they drafted Mahomes, but it was like Alex Smith was still pretty good. So out obviously, but it was interesting. Yeah. 100%. Though I don't think Trey Lance is anywhere close <clears throat> to Pat Mahomes, but I guess I wouldn't have thought that about Pat Mahomes anyway. I would have thought if I'm thinking back to what I, how I viewed both quarterbacks in their respective drafts, I guess I view them very similar. So really maybe Trey Lance could be, yeah, I mean, he could be. He has the potential to be like he has like the arm strength and and the talent to to do it. It's just can like can he can he put it all together on an NFL field? We have no idea. He's only played like three games, so uh, it's tough to say. And that type of injury is so hard for the talent evaluators on the on the 49ers, too, because now it's like, OK, going into next year, we don't know what we have with Trey Lance, so we have to make another commitment to him or just cut bait and continue to use uh, Garoppolo. But uh, before we sign off here, um, I wanted to see what you thought about the like superlative awards. Uh, We can start off with comeback player. And I don't remember if you know who, like, I don't know if you know who you had in that role or not. I had Derek Henry, who I think is still probably in consideration for that. But as far as I'm concerned, like as far as I'm concerned right now, uh, nobody's nobody's winning that award. Um, that isn't Geno Smith. Like that, that's Geno's award right now, right? Yeah. Like yeah, I, you're right. I can't imagine that Geno doesn't win Comeback Player of the Year. Um. No, this seems like it's it's got to be a Geno. Um. Come uh, Geno Award. Sorry, I'm trying to see if maybe. Maybe I have it and I'm just was didn't look back far enough. Oh. 
all good either way. I was just curious on on um, your on like the updated. You know what I mean? We don't need to dwell on who we had or whatever. I'm just gonna say mine since I have them right in front of me. Okay. <clears throat> uh, offensive rookie of the year. Who do you think it'll be at the midway point? Um, Damian Pierce. Yeah, I think I think Kenneth Walker has a chance to take that. I also think Chris Olave has a chance to take it. Um, but right now, I think Damian Pierce is is the front runner. I honestly do think Brees Hall would have been the front runner had he not gotten hurt because he was putting together some really amazing games there for a bit. Um, but yeah, Damian Pierce, I think is gonna you know, barring injury, obviously, I think Damian Pierce is gonna uh, come away with that one. Uh, what about defensive rookie of the year? Uh, defensive rookie, I'm gonna say. Um, let's go Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. Um, I still think it'll be Sauce Gardner. Um, that's who I originally picked, and I think as of right now, he's he's probably leading him or Tariq uh, Woolen of the Seahawks. Uh, that cornerback has like I think like five interceptions or something like that. As far as like coverage, uh, snaps and coverage, uh, like uh, like quarterback completion percentage against and stuff like that. Sauce is leading. Um, all the rookies in those types of categories, although he does have two interceptions himself. So uh, I, I'm going to change my answer because I this is like this is the second time in like three weeks that I forgot Sauce Gardner's a rookie. Ah, uh, see, there we go. <laughs> he's been, which is insane because he's been so good that you just it's like it escapes me that he. he this is his first. Uh, dude, he's been lights out. It's been like unbelievable really he's very very good yeah it's kind of um, been crazy yeah the, the i mean we talked about it before but the, the jets had such a good draft that like they could have like clean swept these rookie awards yeah which hasn't been done since 2017 uh the new orleans saints did it with uh, marshawn Lattimore winning defensive rookie of the year and alvin kamara winning offensive rookie of the year yeah, uh, that was a pretty amazing draft class as well. And actually, right after the draft was over, uh, people were comparing this Jets draft class to that Saints one. So, uh, like I said, if Brees Hall didn't get hurt, I think we would be having a similar conversation right now. Um, offensive player of the year for you. Um, offensive player of the year, I'm going to say, ooh, this is a good one. I don't know. Come back to me. All right. Um, I had Justin Jefferson written down, and I'm going to stick with it. I still think it might be Justin Jefferson. He pulled off one of the craziest catches I've ever seen in that game against the Bills. Uh, a lot of people are comparing it to the Odell catch. I think it's probably more impressive than the Odell catch, in, in, in my opinion, because... Not only was like another, not only was there another cornerback there with two hands on the ball, and he was able to rip it down um, in a similar fashion to the way that Odell caught that pass, but it was also on a fourth and eighteen when they absolutely had to have it to win. Whereas like the Odell catch was, you know, what I mean that wasn't like a game on the line type of moment. Uh, so as far as like the moment, the moment was much bigger for Justin Jefferson's catch. So that makes it a big, like a bigger and better catch to me. But yeah, uh, Justin Jefferson for, I think, for offensive player. I think um, the player having his hand on the ball also is part of what helped him catch that because 
having that resistance helped him like keep the ball in place. Yeah, right. And then he just ripped it down. He was just scooping it with one hand the whole time. And it just seemed like having the other player's hand there as like a resistance must maybe it helped. It was an absolutely ridiculous catch. It was bonkers. Mm. Diggs made one in that game too. That was pretty stupid. Um, Those receivers are just so insane. I'm going to say, uh, barring an injury here, I'm going to say Saquon Barkley. Ooh, that's a good pick. Actually, he might be a good pick for a comeback player, too. I just, I think it's going to be yeah. really hard for anybody to take that away from Gino because his, his story has been so good. Yeah. And, and Gino is so efficient. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up because I looked this up the other day and I was like, oh, damn. I didn't realize he was having that kind of year. Right. It's, it's been, it's been amazing for him. Um, I will say that I think Saquon's probably been more dominant than Gino, but again, I think Gino's going to get a lot of like the, you know, the story like uh, votes basically. It's just like the fact that he's been a backup for six years or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Gino Smith is on pace for 4,900 yards passing, 34 passing touchdowns and eight interceptions. That's not too shabby, honestly. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just pretty good. And I'll be um, ridiculous. Like nobody's had numbers like that before. This is Geno Smith we're talking about. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, defensive player of the year. Who, um, do, you got, who do you got for that? What, what was the award? I'm sorry, uh, defensive player of the year. Actually, I'll go first if you want. If you need a little bit. Um, I was between two players here. Um, honestly, I could see it going to either. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson has had himself an amazing year for the Eagles. I think it's kind of gone a little unnoticed because of how good of a year Jalen Hurts has had. But uh, but I think my pick is going to go f- with um, Matthew Judon here um, for the for the Patriots. He already has 11 and a half sacks uh, just about halfway through the season. And he's been an absolute monster on the D-line. So I'm going to go ahead with Judon for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I, would, I was going to mention Gardner Johnson, though I don't, I don't necessarily know that he'll be – he might, man. Maybe he will. Uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also say Judon, but I think I – won't, I won't be surprised if he ends up with, like, double-digit picks and wins it. Um, right. He's had one like every single game except for like one. So um usually it's Aaron Donald. Even by now, usually we're like, oh, this is Aaron Donald's award to lose again. Yeah, I, I had him. That that was my pick. Uh he hasn't had like a you know an amazing year so far, at least you know, stats wise or whatever. Um I'm actually trying to look him up right now, see where he's at with, with sacks and uh, your boy is scrolling. Uh, he has five right now, which ties uh, Dexter Lawrence and is just behind Aiden Hutchinson, who has five and a half as a rookie. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Aiden Hutchinson is was such a better pick compared to what's his name at the Jaguars. Uh, can't even think of his name now. Oh, yeah. No, I can't either. Their first overall selection, dude. I, I remember when they took him. I remember thinking to myself like, "This is gonna, this is gonna be bad." I don't know what it is. I feel like people completely overthink the number one pick. 
Like, I, I feel like it's almost always pretty clear. And then somebody else is just like, ah, let's take this guy. Cause it's just kind of like, why not? You're like, now you're seeing why not, you know? Yeah. I'm sure he probably hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been Aiden Hutchinson level, which I think it is funny that Aiden Hutchinson um, picked off Aaron yeah. Rodgers a couple weeks ago. And that was his first interception ever. He had never had one in college, never had one in, in high school. That was his very first interception of all time, and it was against Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. Yeah, and a division rival too, no less. So it's like yeah. great stuff. Yeah, pretty good time to get one. But uh, and that that just leaves MVP uh, for us here. I had Josh Allen at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think it very well still could be Josh Allen, but right now I'm between two and. Honestly, I'm super surprised I'm talking about these two as MVPs, but I'm between Jalen Hurts and uh, Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, Tua has been absolutely lights out, and I don't even mean that as like a pun because he got knocked out, uh, <laughs> but he has been actually lights out when he's been on the field. Um, it's been amazing, uh, and I hate it as a Jets fan, but he's he's been averaging roughly like three uh like 300 350 yards passing uh three touchdowns and no interceptions like the last like five starts he's had it's it's ridiculous uh but this offense for the eagles runs specifically through uh jalen hurts um i don't know right now it's a toss-up for either one of them i guess if i had to pick one i'm probably picking uh jalen hurts because the eagles are probably going to finish with a better record and i feel like that usually lends to it a little bit but yeah, so I'm I'm probably going Hertz here for MVP. Um, I might I probably I probably said Josh Allen at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to stick with that, uh, just because his his ability to to throw an unbelievable amount of touchdowns is going to just be something the other two guys can't overcome. Um, right now, Hertz is twenty. 2,200 yards passing, 14 touchdown interceptions, uh, 354 yards rushing, and seven rushing touchdowns. So he's got 21 touchdowns on the year at this point right now, um, which is he's on pace for a really good number. Mm. I just don't know that it'll be quite enough to beat Josh Allen by the end of the season as long as Allen doesn't get hurt or stay hurt, rather. So well, again, I, I sorry, I think you have to look at uh, turnover-worthy like plays and Josh Allen has probably triple as many as Jalen Hurts has had this year. Uh, for all of Josh Allen's glory, he certainly does have his moments where he makes mistakes and throws the game away. And, and also yeah. I don't no, also, right. I don't think that there is a more guaranteed play in the NFL than the one yard Jalen Hurts rushing <laughs> touchdown. I don't think there's a more guaranteed play. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a great feeling to be like to get it first in goal to one yard line and be like, we're sneaking this. Like I, like I made the call, like we're sneaking this. And then they line up in the sneak formation and you're like, thank you. Like, why would you do anything else right there? Yeah. It's silly. Uh, I also see that they've been doing this other thing where like Dallas Goddard just lines up behind Hertz and just pushes him in like into the end zone every time. And I'm like, I wasn't sure if that's legal, but they haven't stopped it. So I'm just like, I guess it's completely fine. Um, you just can't pull. You can't pull them. Yeah, you can't pull. You can push. But uh, but yeah, I just thought, I'm like, I don't know why people haven't been doing that with like their, like it's a pretty genius like addition to the QB sneak, which was already hitting at like 99%. Yeah, so <laughs> stupid efficient. 
Uh, it was funny that uh, Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey have that podcast together. And uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey was like, uh, how do you feel about being a big fat cheater? And he's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, what do you mean? He's like, you pulled your boy Kenneth like six extra yards yesterday. And he's like, no, I did not. He's like, you're on camera, dude. He's like, this isn't like up for debate. It's like, we, we got you on film. He's like, I, I I was just standing in front of him. He just sort of fell in my lap and I just caught him. What am I supposed to do? And Travis Kelsey's like, oh, he fell into your lap. That's that's the story we're with. He fell into your lap. <laughs> I just think that the two of them are funny going back and forth. Yeah, they are funny. Uh, I've seen a few clips by them and it's it's a pretty good one. If if you like podcasts, I don't know if you guys like podcasts or not, but if you do, yeah. check it out. You guys like listening to the podcast. I think it's funny too because they're both they're gonna both be Hall of Famers, uh, yeah, for their positions. So, and I think it's funny that they they uh, they look exactly alike and that they play just wildly different. I mean, they don't look exactly alike positions. if you're they don't look exactly alike if you're talking about if you're talking to Jason Kelsey about it because he'll. Like I th- he said in a clip I saw where he's just basically like, come on, dude, like you're better looking, you're more athletic, like, come on, like you're going to have more Super Bowl rings than me. Just, you know, let me have like the more because uh, I think they were arguing about which Super Bowl win was like uh, more impressive or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely. First of all, it was definitely the Eagles. I heard that conversation. It was definitely the Eagles. Yeah, definitely uh, it was the Eagles. But. He's he's right about that. He can, Travis is going to have more Super Bowls by the end of it, and uh, uh, he's definitely in better shape. But I don't know, man. You look at Jason Kelsey, and he's he's like he's a really good. Like when you look for how centers are concerned, he's in fantastic shape. Yeah, he's so, he's done after this year, probably though, right? Yeah, they they begged him to come back this year. There's no way, and yeah. they drafted uh, Jurgens, who's very very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the yeah, draft, it was, I mean, yeah, it was, it was his hand picked uh, yeah, replacement. He hand picked him. So, yeah, yeah. this awesome. is it for Jason Kelsey. We've been to come back. I was glad to see him come back, but this is it for him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. I think that's it for us for this week. Um, hopefully, we get another show done next week, and then you and then you guys can hear us talk about the uh, the Jets uh, beating the Patriots and the Eagles beating up on the Colts. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I would, I would good, love that. That would and be then, a great uh, time. If the and then I get to go to the Eagles Packers game Sunday night football, and hopefully we don't lose that one live. Yeah, yeah, that would be. I haven't been having a very good record of watching the Eagles live lately. Well, Murph doesn't have a good record. Actually, of it's not going true. to see the Packers either. So, the what's the last one I went to was it was the Jets Eagles? Was it the night? Yeah, Jets, Jets Eagles. Eagles. You guys won that one. Because I went earlier in the year and watched the Niners beat the Eagles in Philly. Yeah, and then the one before that was Eagles Seahawks. The oh playoff God. Game, right? my least favorite one so far. Well, yeah, if you go to a playoff game and you see them lose, it's just kind of like, ugh. That's why I don't hate the. the I don't hold that against Seahawks because they don't have Russell Wilson anymore, so <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, but you do hold it against uh, Jadavion Clowney, right? Who took Wentz out of that yeah. game. Fuck him, dude. For like first drive, like first drive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, oh, god, that was so bad. It was not fun. It doesn't even matter because Wentz is on. He's he's on like his third team now since then. So, yep, different different world now. All right. Um, 
I think that's it for us. Uh, we will talk to you. Well, we're not going to talk to you guys. We're going to talk to each other, and you guys are going to hear us talk to each other next week. Okay, sound good? We have a uh, we got a we got a thing this weekend, don't we? Is that this weekend? That's this weekend. Oh, our bureau cart circuit. We're doing yeah. that on Friday, buddy. Get ready. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. I'm really get, looking forward to that. Yeah, get the puke buckets ready because I'm gonna need it. Okay, I'm going a, I'm to a probably vomit like four times. Up. What are you, high, dude? I throw up every Beer Olympics and twice on Beer Olympics. Okay? It's funny because that's a saying. And also, that's what you do. Yeah, 100%. But anyway, all right, that's it from for us for, uh, for this week. We will talk to you guys next week. And maybe we'll recap some of that Beerio cart nonsense that could happen. Sure, it'll be funny. Yeah. All right. Later, peeps. See you.